You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about DeMar DeRozan and his pending return against Detroit in Paris. We're also going to talk about comments from Arturis about improving this team. And Lonzo says that he doesn't feel like this injury is going to be career-threatening. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central. Pat, DeMar DeRozan is pretty confident he's planning on making his return Thursday against the Detroit Pistons. Hey, what do you think? How do you think the Bears, the Bears, the Bulls offense has fared and looked without DeMar DeRozan? And then how do you how how much of an impact do you expect DeMar to make upon his return? I, I think there was a uh, a realization of uh, that you do need that second guy that's a guaranteed bucket, right? And I think a lot of Bulls fans came to that. Um, but I do think we saw the offense start to run the way that we wanted to run. Uh, you just have to knock down shots when you see that, right? Like it it looks it looked good, open shots everywhere. Uh, Zach Levine being able to find people, like you just if if you make the shots, it makes us feel a lot better about them about them. Um, I just. I think that, like I said the entire time, you have to figure out how to how to get the best of both worlds, and that's Billy Donovan's biggest task this season because there is a need for DeMar DeRozan on this team. You saw that when you went into that OKC game, when you went into that Washington game, and Zach Levine is putting on a clinic offensively, and literally you're just looking around like, can anybody else score? Uh, the one game that the Bulls get a win while DeMar is out is the one game where Vooch goes off for 43 along with Zach Levine's 27. So I think that there is that need there. Uh, I think there's also – I want to say, right, like they had a realization moment where you realize that Vooch is one of your best players and so you got to work through him. But I feel like we've had that moment multiple times in two seasons and we haven't done that. So I'm not going to go that far. But I think that uh, I think that, yeah, over this stretch without him, you it's the time where you get to realize, right, like, oh, that's where DeMar would have been needed right there. Right. Like when you mm -hmm. pass P. Will and P. Will looks at you and Pat, bro, that, that I'm not going to lie that I'm, I'm not going to. But, bro. Him and Io was killing me with that, bro. Where, like, Zach would pass them an open shot. They would pass it between each other for, like, three passes and then just pass it back to Zach. And I'd be like, what are y'all doing? Just do something. Do something. Those are the moments where I miss DeMar the most. Exactly. It's, it's, it's definitely moments in all of these games where you're like, man, listen, especially on those five-minute scoring drops where it's like, it would be nice to see DeMar do – his five pump fakes and get to the free throw line. Now right those now. happen with Demar as well. So yeah, we yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just one, I'm not saying that those don't happen without Demar. I'm just saying usually we can get out of those because Demar is like, all right, man, let me let me go ahead and pump fake my way to the free throw line real quick. <laughs> I, I will say this right now. I think you brought up an interesting point though. The, the last couple of games with no Demar, right? Mm -hmm. Zach Levine's had his highest free throw totals. Do you think that we'll see that continue when DeMar DeRozan comes back? Because I really do believe, right, like after watching, I went, I went back and watched a couple of games because mm -hmm. you said that. And I was like, man, it really is, right, like they're just going to give the free throws to one guy and, and they're not going to give it to both. 
That's mm-hmm. at least that's how it looks. Because when mm-hmm. you see Zach without Demar, all of a sudden he's getting these calls. But when you see him with Demar, Demar's getting the calls. Yeah. But Zach's driving the exact same way, running into the exact same contact, and they are not coming. Well, like I said, I think, too, over the last few games, I have noticed that Zach hasn't been playing for the call either. He plays through it. So I think if, as long as Zach does that, because, I mean, they were slowly making the change of doing more through Zach rather than DeMar here. The last few games, DeMar did play anyway. So I'm hoping that with that continue, we do see Zach continue to get to the free throw line. But like you said, I don't. As long as they're both in the lineup, uh, you know, we have seen Billy Donovan stagger their minutes. Some I think they can both get to the free throw line that way sometimes. But that, you, you raise an interesting point, man, because the refs, I mean, are they going to send the Bulls to the free throw lines 30 times a game? No, that's not going to happen. So, and, yeah, and that's man. Really what it is, right? Like, you get those yeah. rare games where they both get to the line a ton. But, like, you don't see Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum pouring at the free throw line at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Basically, nobody else shoots free throws on Milwaukee. Uh, they just they just give them all the honest. Uh, well, Chris so Mid Middleton be getting a few sometimes there there as well. They, he's like, he's had like quite Giannis. a few double digit free throw line, free throw games. Not not like Giannis though. You know what I mean? Like, I that's, mean, that's, yeah, like, Giannis is different. Giannis is different. I, I think that I think that that's kind of and I'll say this to to what you said right. Like the fact that Zach is starting to play through it, I think that's more important. In this situation, because you know when Demar comes back, right? They're gonna go back to giving him the free throws. They're gonna go back to giving him the pump fake, pump fake, pump fake. Somebody jumps into a free throw. By the way, the refs are just atrocious in the NBA. And in the last two minutes, after after the Bulls, notice this, notice this. After Billy Donovan called out the NBA for missing the two Cleveland calls and giving up those calls, the last two minute report has just been blatant lie. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, did you see the? Did you see Russ's shot? No, I did not. So Russell Westbrook comes down, goes to throw up a what I think was going to be an oop or trying to go to a jump shot. Joel Embiid is literally holding his wrist. You can zoom in and see Joel Embiid's whole hand around his wrist. There's <laughs> no way that it shouldn't have been called a foul. They don't call a foul. Lakers lose. Last two minute report: Russell Westbrook was not fouled. In the last <laughs> minutes, blatant lies, bro. You, you gotta love lies? the NBA. The NBA is like, hey man, listen, they're picking up on this controversy. What are we gonna do? Lie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the NBA is taking the shaggy approach, bro. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. It wasn't me. No, it's it's the this the Dennis the menace approach. Like I have no idea what you're talking about. I legit have no idea what you're talking about. That's the NBA right now. But no, I'm glad to have Demar there. I'm glad to have the Bulls at full strength and full power. I know that you know we have some issues with the ball sticking at certain times in the offense, but that's up to Billy Donovan to make sure it doesn't. And the players and to feed through Vooch. And this game against Detroit is another game where I want to see Vooch attack. At least to start off, we, we'll we'll adjust the offense as needed after that. So. Um, we got quite a bit of time. It's bro, it's so weird to be in this place with no games. With uh, one game in seven days is crazy, bro. Fam, and it, it, here's the thing: uh, behind the scenes, I'm 30 minutes late for our normal recording time. <laughs> yeah. I literally forgot we were doing this. I did all the content I needed to do for the breeze <laughs> by noon. I had a preset, pre pre uploaded, ready to go. I was done. I'm sitting in the bed talking to my wife, watching TV. And it's more like, where you at, brother? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. It's, like, it's so weird. 
to have this much time off. And then we get slammed right in the next week, right? Because yeah. we get four games in, in five days. But again, right, like this stretch is something. I hope the Bulls take advantage of this. This is a much needed – you don't get bye weeks in the middle of an NBA season. And this ain't the NFL, right? So it's really weird that we basically, for all intents and purposes, have one. Like, we usually only get breaks like this during the All-Star break. So, like, to have one of these randomly in the middle of the season is like, hi, right, man, listen, I'm not mad at it because we we had four games last week. We got one game this week, four games next week. Like, it's, it's, it's tough yeah. doing this for a living, Yeah, ask you this, though. Uh-huh. Is this what's coming when they bring in the little mid-season tournament? tournament? Everybody don't make it. Well, keep in mind, so most of the tournament games are going to be part of the regular 82 schedule. That's true. So, That's so true. they're not really – they're not adding games, so to say. So because of that, I feel like it's – I really feel like the mid-season tournament is only going to be – for whoever the finalists are, what the final four or whatever, that's yeah. going to be interesting because you add games that way. I, I guess I don't like do the finals of the in season tournament only, not only count to the eighty two. I have no idea, bro. Like I'm telling you this right now, the NBA is about to go through drastic changes, and old heads are gonna hate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Michael Jordan would have never played in the in season tournament. Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's hilarious. I can, this in-season tournament thing is just, it really seems convoluted right now, but that's because just I can't visualize it because I'm so yeah. used to The NBA schedule has been, what, 82 games my whole entire life, right? I, we, we, I wasn't alive during before it was less than 82. So, like, it, it's switching to anything else other than that. Hell, the NFL switching to 17 games threw me off, brother. Bro, it still throws me off. I'd be like, what's the go this year, 8-8? Eight and eight? But they ain't going to eat this year. Be like, it's impossible. That's not how math works. It throws me <laughs> off. It, it throws me off right now, bro. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But all right, man. Next up, we're going to be talking about the comments from our tourist, Karnasova, our president of basketball operations, and what that could mean for the Bulls coming up into the trade deadline. But first, I got to talk to you guys about Rocket Money. If your New Year's goals are to manage your budget better and save money, you need Rocket Money. Say goodbye to last year's outdated, disorganized methods of managing your money and say hello to Rocket Money, the better way to hack your finances in 2023. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscription monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you thought was just to, just to watch one show or that free trial that you never used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones that you don't want. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the, uh, the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing away money, cancel it when it's subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash Locked on NBA again. RocketMoney.com slash Locked on NBA. Not taxes. <laughs> All right, brother. So we got some comments. We've recently been talking about fans have asked. We've had comments about it. I know I have on Central over on here as well. People asking why is our front office so quiet during a time where the team is is clearly struggling. Well, I'm going to read a little bit of a snippet of a quote from Arturis Karnasov. He says, "I am a very competitive person. That's what you need to know. I don't take losses lightly. I get emotional just like you." 
We're trying to turn this around. Now, Pat, me, you both have said we take issues with the players, team, and sometimes the front office as well, saying the right things, but it rarely translating into actual action. We've called it uh, being in an abusive relationship with this franchise. How do you take Arturis' comments? I I don't take them um, as as a lie, I guess, is, is for lack of a better word, right? I, I don't think that he's just trying to blow smoke up our skirt. Listen, uh, but but not for nothing. I, John Paxson played on NBA championship teams. I know he was competitive. Mm. I know. Listen, I know he didn't like to lose. He didn't, right? Right? Like it, you you would be a moron if you think that John Paxson was okay with how the Chicago Bulls lost at times. Gar Foreman, very different. But John Paxson, I don't think that you know. Like, and so I think that I agree. I, I I believe what Arturia says when he when he comes out and he says he's trying to find a way to win this. Um, I don't know if he's as emotional as bo- most Bulls fans because that would be hilarious, right? Where he's just sitting in the skybox watching the game. And he's like, you know what? Trade Vooch. Oh, wait, I can. I can. <laughs> I'm in charge. I oh, man, that would be. Vooch. And then Vooch that goes would be hilarious. Court, like, Maybe not. Maybe I won't trade him. You know, I, I don't think he's riding the same roller coasters as we are as Bulls fans. Um, I think we're just a lot more emotional. He's probably got a lot more analytical side and has mm. privy to a lot of information that would change most of our opinions. But um, I, I believe that he's pissed off at this Bulls team right now. I believe that he's pissed off at how the players have come out and played, how Billy Donovan has, has come out this season and and put systems together, right? Because that, that's it's what we do. It's human nature. Listen, I look at you and I think I can do a better job than you can at this. Can I? Probably not. I've never coached an NBA team before. But AK, he's been on a basketball court. He's been around a ton of coaches. He's, been, he's probably looking at this he's like, yeah, you should be doing it this way because that's how I would do it. But that's not what you hired Billy for. So it's such an interesting place to be. And here, here's what I'm going to ask you, bro. So one of the interesting things, and this report came out today as well, that there are several teams eyeing Alice Caruso. Now, this is not the last, the first time we've heard this. It won't be the last. We also heard that uh, Caruso is, is they do not plan on moving Caruso. Now, I'm going to ask you this with the resurgence of Kobe White and just overall, just needing to improve this team. What do you see Alice Caruso as probably the best trade chip to do that in a meaningful way? What do you think the Bulls' best trade chip right now is to improve this team in a meaningful way? Whether it is improving the bench, improving the starting lineup, whatever it is, what do you th- what do you think is the best trade chip? There's only one name that we haven't heard isn't uh, untouchable. Nikola Vucevic. Mm. He's he's on an expiring deal. He still can play at an all-star level if you put the ball in his hands. He's mm-hmm. he's a bucket on both. He's a bucket on the offensive end. Gives you okay defense on the defensive end. Right, like that's that's gonna be your best trade chip no matter what. Um, and he's the one piece that we haven't heard isn't. Un- we've heard Caruso's untouchable. P. Will is untouchable. Zach Levine's untouchable. Marta Rosen's untouchable. We highly doubt they're chopping Io because it just seems like they are very well attached to their young players that they drafted. So I, I don't know because even that, right? Like, I'm like, yeah, I, I for sure think they're going to give Io a contract, but like, mm-hmm. Marco's just making bread on the end of that bench for you to do. Like, I don't, I don't know what, like, they're probably just going to have to eat the Marco contract because Billy hates him or doesn't know he exists. Um, 
Now watch we say that and watch the whole the whole this whole time it was a three year plan and next season Marco's getting like fifteen minutes, averaging fifteen and eight, and we're just like, what he, we? he know who he was. He knew who he was. <laughs> we couldn't put him and Vooch have beef that goes back to the old country, and that's why <laughs> I don't know, dog. Like I, yeah. I, I don't know, like right, like I mean, when you talk about trade pieces and trade chips and moving guys, right? Like I mean. Do you think that there's a better piece on this team than Vooch right now? No, I well, that's why I say, like, I, I just assume I don't know what's going on with Vooch. The whole Vooch thing is weird. To hear that they were interested in the contract extension and us not get get one or whatever, but then Billy gets one. Like, I, I still think there's enough there because they see what Vooch is capable of when he's utilized that I don't know if they'll I, – I do agree that he probably is the best trade ship, just all things even, not taking politics or anything. And you have a $22 million expiring contract. That's usually your best trade trade yeah. piece. But – I also I I would say it's probably Vooch, Alice Caruso shortly uh, behind that, and then the Portland pick, and then maybe Javante. Those would probably be the top four trade chips for the Chicago Bulls that I say, and for the reasons that we've talked about. Vooch is expiring. Alice Caruso, you have to give up something good, and I do think championship team there. Any championship team right now, championship level team, will give you a first round pick for Alice Caruso and throw in fillers. But then, how really meaningful well, yeah. does that improve? Yeah. It, yeah. I would say that most championships, if they just need some defense off the bench, like considering what the Golden State Warriors have been missing with Gary Payton not being there, I think that they would give up their first. I don't even know if they have their own first round pick, but I'm just using that as a hypothetical. Um, then the Portland pick, because I just think like if teams think that Portland's going to make the playoffs, I think that that thing, the Bulls need to move that regardless. I don't want to wait on it because Portland looks like they're dropping down. I honestly think they should have moved that pick by now. And I understand that concept of holding on to it because you don't have your own first round pick this season, but you risk the chance of not having any first round pick. So I think that that's a trade chip to move it. And then Javante, just because I don't think the bulls are going to be able to pay Javante what he can get out in the open market personally. So that's why, that's why I rank my top four. I, I, I would probably agree with you on that. Um, I mean, I, Kobe White in there? Kobe's not Kobe not above Javante at this point, you don't think? I don't think Kobe's above Javante because I think either way you got to pay both. Yeah. But I think I think you can get Javante for the same amount that you get Kobe for, but probably work in a team option instead of a player option there. Kobe, you kind of got to you may have to max that out and give him the full 4 years if you're another team. So got to got to bite the bullet on that. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't disagree with you on any of that. I I think that you're you're in a weird position. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, I fully expect to go past the trade deadline. Um, we'll be in the buyout market again, and we will have the exact same team in the second half of the season that we have in the first half of the season, and we'll be looking for another power forward. <laughs> Do you think at all – I said this over on Central, and I want to bring this to you. I really – I think that we haven't heard any solid trade rumors for any team because of the parity. I think – there are so many teams that are close that I think every team is waiting to see, all right, what's going to be the first team that makes a move, and then we need to make a move to stay closer or pass them up, and everybody's kind of just posturing right now. There's so many teams that are close, and I, I think, was it Schefter that said it? One of them said it on one of their podcasts. I mean, I just be letting the NBA podcast play in my ear sometimes, so they all kind of blend together. Um, but – there's not a lot of expected movement at this deadline either because a lot of crazy a lot of teams it's like you said everybody's kind of in this stamp at mode a lot of teams feel like okay if we're in this range right now if we add a piece next season in free agency 
Do we move yeah. up or down? For for organizations, it's not about a one year thing. You know yeah. what I mean? For for us, it's they about how a three to five year plan. Yeah. For yeah. us, it's about how do we fix this team this year for the podcast, for the TV shows, because we're watching it in the now. We want to know what's going on now. AK is not thinking about just how do I fix this Bulls team this year. AK is looking at it and saying, okay, is Kobe White a piece that I can pay and he can be here five for the next five years and I feel comfortable about it? Is P. Will moving in the right direction? Is he going to be a solid piece or do we need to move on from him in the next uh, two to three years? Uh, you know what I mean? Like though, yeah. That's how organizations are thinking about this. So I'm not surprised that there's probably not going to be a lot of movement. You're not. I wouldn't expect any major trade at, at all, right? Like, like everybody's like Russ is going to get moved or or AD or no, they're not because yeah. they make too much money and nobody's helping the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, and this is one of the first times in in history that that may be the case, and nobody's trying to help the Lakers right now. Nobody's trying to help the Lakers. What are the Lakers yeah. doing? We do not care. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, it just really every the, everything is so close in the West and the Eastern Conference, and that's what most teams are, are working themselves into thinking. Like you can go on a five game win streak, and it could take you from from outside the play in until it's to the six seat. Like yeah. you just never know. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Hey man, and and listen, addition of guys coming back from injury could help as well. Like there's so many things that can go into it. Speaking of which, we do got to break down Lonzo. He says that uh, he says he, he not only you know know if he's gonna be back this year, but he doesn't feel like this career-ending injury. This is gonna be a career-ending injury. He wouldn't bet on it, but you know what you can bet on. BetOnline.net, that's where you're at your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Is that a weird segue off an injury conversation? Don't worry about it. Just Get to the latest odds and trends <laughs> for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to the NBA and even uh, soccer. We've got it all here at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. All right, Pat. So we got comments from Lonzo Ball. Looking 45 tonight. (laughs) Lonzo Ball. Uh, admits that he may not be able to return the season that they that they may be running out of out of uh, enough time for him to return this year. He still is hopeful that he can, depending on how some things go. But he d- is very confident that this uh, injury is not going to be career threatening for him. Do you share that confidence in Lonzo? He even said it in this in this uh, article. He's had two knee surgeries in three years, so that's 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 tough, man. I've I've never thought that it was going to be career ending. I've just yeah. always had the concern that it wasn't going to pan out soon enough for the Bulls to be able to feel good about bringing him to the team. Um, I, we've seen guys come back from multiple knee surgeries, right? Derrick Rose is still a really nice role player in the NBA. Uh, Sean Livingston came back and was a really good piece of those uh, Golden State Warriors teams, right? Like, we've seen guys come back from multiple knee surgeries, and for what Lonzo Ball does, right? Like, I, I'm not sitting here looking for him to just blow past people on plays. I'm not sitting here looking for him to take this astronomical step offensively. If you can shoot threes and you can facilitate, guess what? That's what Sean Livingston did out in Golden State. I can see him being able to – now, his, his injury was completely different. But, you know, like, like I, I, I'm not – I was never expecting this to be something career ending for Lonzo. I think mm. the concern for me, like I said, was always are the Bulls going to be able to take advantage of it to the point where, because I don't want Lonzo to be a one contract guy here. He's mm. 20, 
25? Yeah. He's right? Like, you should be able to get one to two more contracts. He's a point guard. You should be able to get two more contracts out of a guy like Lonzo Ball. You should have he that's the kind of point guard with the style of play that he has that you should be able to have in your organization for eight to ten years. And we look back on him and we're like, man, Lonzo was a dog here. Defensive, offensively, he could shoot it, right? Like, and I don't know if you're gonna get that opportunity because you're only gonna have two years of Lonzo basically healthy if he doesn't return from injury. And the entire time in those two years, even if he's healthy for those two years, you're still gonna have that thought in the back of your mind, like. Can you bring him back with the injury concerns? Can you bring him back knowing that he's so let me ask you this? You say that. Let's say, let's say this season he doesn't come back. Let's say next two seasons. How many games will Lonzo have to play average out between the next two seasons to where you're like, okay, it's enough to say, okay, we're still a little because even with Zach's contract, they're, they're a little bit concerned about the knee part of it. But what if what if it do you try to work some provisions in there? What if he plays 65 to 70 games each of the next two seasons? What that's, would it take? That's a full season now. I I, I think yeah. I said 65 to 70 is a full season. 65 games yeah. is a full season now when you take into account load management, when you take into account uh just giving guys a night off just to have a night off, right? Illness sometimes comes into play. Uh small nagging injuries that do happen, right? It's not Right. And I'm, I'm also not one of those fans like this dude's always hurting. It's like, yeah, he pulled a hamstring. Dog. He's running like yeah. that happens. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not that guy either. Uh, but uh, so I, I'd say if he's playing 65 games right, I would look to bring him back. But I, I think it's there's always going to be that concern. And it, it a lot of times, right, is the reason contracts don't get done, because organizations go into a negotiation with that concern and they say, listen, we'd love to give you. $30 million a year. Um, but we don't know if your knee is going to hold up for 30 million. And even if you're two, three years removed from that injury, right? Sometimes that comes into the conversation. So for me, I'd feel better if he's playing 65 over the next couple of years, but there's, I mean, listen, even, even with us, right. When, if we brought D Rose back, that still would be the, yeah, is he is he gonna have another one? You know what I mean? Like, there's it's just that certain players have injuries, and that's what that's what the fear is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and and for somebody who's had as many knee surgeries as he has, you you kind of have to like it, it will never go away. He's always gonna it's always gonna be he he could play eighty two games a whole the whole next season, all eighty two, and it's still gonna be rightfully so a little bit of concern. Okay, so when is the next one coming? Right. It's, well, it, then the concern is: Are we playing them too much? There, you see, you're you're right with that. I, you know, it, all this sucks with Lonzo, especially because he was literally the perfect fit fit next to Zach Levine in the backcourt when he was playing. Um, and and I, I and I've said this before too: meniscus is not something that typically is career career threatening. Later down is down at 32, 35, 38, he may yeah. start having some arthritis type things. But you know, uh, at least in the short term. It, it doesn't usually cause a, a huge uh, effect. Like, technically, if he would have had the meniscus just removed instead of reattached, he probably would be back by now. That's a quicker re- 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 recovery time if it wasn't for the bone bruise. I was going to say, the bone uh, bruise. Yeah, if it wasn't for the really, bone bruise. Like, I think, I think that could have came in no matter what. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it, it, it just depends. It's a bad draw when it comes to Lonzo and, and things that have happened so far over his career. But, you know, he's going to be back. He's going to be back in a Bulls uniform. Contrary, you can't just trade him, especially not with these injury concerns. So, yeah, I love um, that. 
just trade him. Just move on from him. You know, you know, right. Bulls fans are like, hey, we should be able to trade um the, the actual part of the meniscus that was torn from Lonzo and Tony Bradley and get back LeBron James. That's what Bulls you know, fans are. You know what's funny <laughs> the amount of times we actually see that comment is not as often as we talk about it. But I swear, anytime you see it, it sets me back 50 <laughs> years, dog. Like, I see it, and I'm just like, we're dumb, which is like, like legit. I think I had one like a week ago, and somebody legitimately was like, you should be able to trade Io and Alex Caruso for AD and a pick. Oh, for sure, bro. Like, yeah. you get a bunch of that stuff. You get a bunch I, I, of this stuff. I was just flabbergasted. I was like, "What? the money doesn't work. And it was like, well, you got to sign Io to the contract. That's not how NBA contracts work. You can't just pay Io <laughs> $35 million. Hey, how, mu- like- how much How much do we need on this trade? Okay, you know bet. I mean? Io, Io, we're re-signing you for $35 mil real quick. So we can throw it like, come on. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> like- <laughs> I'm telling y'all, it doesn't happen. Well, I do more content than just basketball on, on the breeze, so maybe I don't see it as often. But for me, it doesn't happen as often. Oh, bro. Talk about like, it. literally, I had a video where I was literally just talking about the uh, – what was that? I was talking about Dalen Terry and how he's been playing in the G League, and literally the comments were like, yeah, we should package Io, and then Dalen Terry can get – and we can and we can get AD back. It's like, bro, what, what are you smoking? Like, no. It's the funniest thing in the world because every time it's just the same face. Just like <laughs> you believe this, don't you? Like you, you really think that you just cooked with that deal? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you throw in the trade machine? <laughs> trade machine said this was okay. That's why y'all got to stop using that, bro. <laughs> trade machine be lying to y'all. Trade machine really be having people thinking that they cook like they the armchair GMs, and you'd be like. Well, that's not right according to the CBA and this, this, and this, and be like, oh, exactly. Come on, man. Let's let's calm down. Let's calm oh, down. Man. We love y'all, though. Real talk. And, I, and you know what? I love what Artur said in, in his uh, comments today. He said, and, and I truly wouldn't have it any other way. He said he loves the passion of this city. He loves how involved everybody is with the Chicago Bulls, that everybody has the mindset of how do we fix the Chicago Bulls. And as much as it irritates us on some opinions, right, and we go back and forth and we'll argue with people in the comments and they'll argue back, there's no fan base I would rather be a part of because could you imagine, like, cheering for the Heat? Man. Or, or, or cheering for – like, yeah, you yeah, you got some wins in there, but, like, bro, like, for the rest of your days, you got to live with the fact that your fan base walked out on an NBA Finals game. Like that, like bro, like your fan base is trash at that point, <laughs> bro. It's it. Listen, Miami. Heat, we already know Miami Heat fans are fake. There's no, Ringo is the only true Miami Heat. He's fan. the only one, bro. Ringo He's, be naming people, and I be like, bro, who is that? Oh, bro, he played on the oh oh uh, oh seventeen with Dwayne Wade. Where I don't remember him getting in one game. But that's yeah, funny. We love y'all, Bulls Nation. I say all that to say, even AK loves y'all. We love y'all. And uh, y'all can follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Panther Designer. 
Stop sending them trades, though. Let trade machine go. <laughs> you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now, for your second listen, go and check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. Peace, y'all. Peace. AD, what is that?